Welcome to Pauli Malinaji from Brooklyn to the world. Proudly representing his hometown of Brooklyn, New York. Pauli Malinaji takes you inside the ring and beyond. I'm definitely far from shy. We're going to be ranting about a lot of stuff. Not just about boxing, I'm opinionated on life in general, many sports topics and politics. Pauli doesn't hold back. The two time world champion, Pauli the Magic Man. And we're back. Holy Malinaji, Peter Cards, Brooklyn to the world. Yo, Pete. We are back. What, what number is this, anyway? I think this is 22. 22. No, number 22. Episode, episode countdown logger. I'm actually stuck in the lobby of the hotel right now. Because uh, I didn't have my room ready, so I'm going to have to do the show right from, right from here. Nice. In the Cincinnati. Can you imagine that? You, you've, been, you've been doing some traveling lately. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, traveling. I'm uh, eating orange while I'm on the phone with you. I gotta be honest with you. It's getting a little bit uh, annoying sometimes doing all the travel, but I'm a trooper. I keep it up. But uh, I was tired just meeting you in Italy and uh, and then coming back. I felt like I needed a, a vacation from the vacation. Really? Why is that? I don't know, man. I just I was up late at night, me and Nikki drinking in Milan, and then you know, and then coming back at the plane. I, I didn't sleep much, you know. So I heard they had a wake you up in the lobby of the hotel in Milan is that true Nicky was telling me that yeah. Gigi had to come in there and uh but for anybody that doesn't know we had we met a new character on for the team named Gigi he was the official driver in Milan he did uh, Gigi Gigi. Yeah. I pick you up from the airport no describe Gigi please oh uh, Gigi is about Gigi's about five foot two if he's lo- on a good day <laughs> he's about three and a quarter <laughs> he <laughs> He works for the Italian promoter for 35 years, which is probably the last time he had teeth and the last time he showered. Mm-hmm. What do you uh, mean? His, he has Steven Seagal hair, but nappy and knotty and uh, a little bit of gray with, with a little bit of red, oh. right? No, yeah, with a bald spot. With a bald spot on the top. Mm-hmm. That's how they cover up the bald spot. They just pull it all back. Well, Steven Seagal hair with the bald spot is right? <laughs> time you see that, no? <laughs> And then, you know, like I said, what did he have? Two teeth? Yeah. Maybe three if he's lucky, if you look all the way in the back. I, I, honestly, I thought he only had one. Yeah, no, there's one that you see. But when, mm-hmm. when he started to really go at it and, and talk and laugh, mm-hmm. you know, he like when we started breaking his balls. Mm-hmm. So, Gigi, you, the poor guy, you told me, you told me later, because I didn't leave until Monday, everybody. You know, I went to the interference game on Sunday, so I didn't leave until Monday. So, I see Gigi Sunday afternoon, and he was telling me how you pissed him off. Cause he had to wake, physically wake you up off that couch in the lobby. He, you know, he said you weren't waking up or whatnot. I was fucking yeah. done. What do you mean done? I was done. I, me and Tommy, Tommy Raynone, our friend is uh, f- from Long Island. He's a fighter also. Mm-hmm. He came out there. Oh, we were out there for a reason, right? Yeah, we were out there for my fight. But we'll yeah, get that yeah. in a second. So Tommy came out there, Dr. Bio. Nikki, uh-huh. our whole team was out there, and and after the fight, mm-hmm. we, you know, we went out, and we were drinking, and I was making fun of Tommy because the first night they mm-hmm. were there, it, it, like four beers, and Tommy was stumbling all over the place. So, so the night of, of the fight, he's telling well, you me, you don't think that's because he was tired, though. You don't think that's all Come on, bro, it's come beer, on, though. Tired. You know, you don't drink it. You know, you can't, you can't hold your liquor as much. You know what I'm saying? Come on. No, but come on, really? 
He was like stumbling and stuttering. I wasn't there. I was too busy making weight. Yeah, exactly. For a fight so. that I trained barely three weeks for, if even that. Yeah, exactly. So, but <laughs> the guy's the guy's still trying to. He's basically like, uh, he was like Kareem Mayfield trying to call call out Mayweather. He's Kareem Mayfield, and I'm Mayweather. You know what I mean? He's trying to say that that he could hang with me, and I'm like, what, bro, drinking? You mean? You talking when, when yeah. you started drinking? Oh. Yeah, I'm like, you drink beer first of all. You know, like what kind of a, a man's man is going to even compare himself to a big drinker by drinking beer? Yeah, you know, beer is it's a, that's my warm up. You know, like yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, uh, that's my long toss on the on the baseball field, and then I and then we oh. get to the real liquor. You know, sure, sure, sure. So yeah. I was making fun. I was breaking his balls. He gets me back as good as anybody could get anybody back because after the fight, you know, my adrenaline comes down. People don't realize as a corner man, I'm not just a regular corner man. You're my mm -hmm. best friend, so I have a little adrenaline as the fight is going on myself. Mm -hmm. And we stood up. We got hammered. So everything starts to settle down, and I get really tired myself. Now he's sitting there, oh, I'm rested tonight. We're going to go at it tonight. And we, you know, the bars close at like 2 over there. Mm -hmm. So after the you know the beers that we drank, I said you know we're gonna turn it up, we're gonna get mm -hmm. Jack and Coke. Mm -hmm. So we started drinking our Jack, and mm -hmm. he held his own. You know, I was proud mm -hmm. of him. And then you know as the bar closed, I you know I wanted more, so we went up, we went to see you, we stole the champagne from your room because you weren't drinking it. Sure. And then we went down to the lobby. Now, so I had opened the champagne. Tommy now? now what are you telling Tommy now? Huh? What are you telling Tommy now? I don't think I was telling him anything. Oh, I was saying that he 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 drinks like a woman. He drinks he drinks beers. Yeah, but he was telling me that on uh, the morning that you you guys had to leave, you weren't really hanging with him. That's right. No, that's what I'm saying. Me. I'm getting to that. I got oh, I got the that. champagne. Okay. I got the champagne. We went to the lobby because the bars are closed, so we were just hanging yeah. out on those couches where where yeah, you yeah. wrapped up. Yeah. And uh, you know, we were all just hanging out, and then before you know it, I just I passed out on the couch. Yeah. So he started making these videos, and he's he was recording me snoring, and mm -hmm. he's basically talking shit while I'm sleeping, and I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, bro, I'm gonna get him back. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I think he got you back though, no? Because you were the one talking. No, shit. No, that's what I said. He got no. He definitely got me lovely. I I, I can't. You know, what am I gonna say? <laughs> he basically told me that you were on him because he was so tired the first night, but that he only lost the first night because he was so tired from the trip. But now when it, when it all came to all everything being even, you it was you that couldn't hang. Yeah, okay. I'm just I'm, I'm just I'm just a messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. I think, I think you know better than that. <laughs> but but and he showed me these videos and I'm like, Minka, oh, they really Peter didn't fucking hang at all. Did you hear him slurring in the videos? <laughs> <laughs> but he's awake. He's conscious. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. So, so we were there for the fight. Uh, it was a cool little homecoming. Uh, I got a little, small little win over there in, uh, in Milan, and it was uh, it was cool to go there. A lot of support, actually. You know, I, you know, with Italy, you never know what, how how yeah. popular boxing is going to be. But it was really like a, a big homecoming, and they made a really big deal out of me coming back to fight in, in the country and whatnot. And they, you know, the arena wasn't huge, but it was a, it was a small little uh, homey feel to it. You know, I had a small little homey feel to it, and. Uh, you know, a lot of support in the crowd and whatnot. Big shout-out you know, to uh, the Ked Keys, right? The OP2000, the Ked Keys, big shout-out. Uh, the city of Milan and the, and the fans and whatnot. So honestly, you know, my one regret was that I, if I, was, I wasn't in better... I think if I was in better shape, I would have probably got to stop it just on the consistency of my style. You know, I was... Uh, 
obviously the guy was on a different level than the opponent. But man, when your when you when your conditioning isn't there the way you want it to be, you know you can't put the punches the follow up punches together the way you need to to put the guy away. But it was a uh, it was still a. Uh, uh, an interesting night. Uh, good support from the crowd. Uh, it felt good to get in the eight rounds. But the kid was tough. Be- no, he was he tough. had, he had only been stopped he, twice. He yeah, even if he had 21 losses, he'd been stopped only twice. But regardless, you know, it was a guy that I felt like I should have stopped. And I felt like, honestly, I, I got the feeling that had I had a little bit better conditioning, I would have stopped him. But regardless of anything, uh, it was a situation where, you know, it was, we had to get the win. We got the win. Uh, it was felt good to be at home and whatnot. It felt good even to get the eight rounds because in reality, I mean, I found out about the fight three weeks ago, three weeks before the fight. And even in three weeks before the fight, I was working for two weeks of those. So in, in all honesty, I went to Malaga on the 18th. The fight was the 26th. And the only time I had consistent training was in Malaga. So I literally trained a week for the fight, you know? Malaga's, uh, Malaga's the city, but you're in Marbella, right? Yeah, yeah. And Marbella was uh, the, the, the Town Malaga's the state, actually, not the city. Right. Marbella's the city. But, um, yeah, I went over there and finished camp over there. But, um, you know, aside from that, I was the only time I was able to train consistently for it. So the only regret I had was that uh, if I would have gotten in better shape for the fight, I uh, I would have probably got the stoppage. But, you know, when I when the fight was offered to me, it's, it's one of those things where you say, okay, if you don't take it right now, you may never get another chance to play in Italy. So even if, you, if it's short notice, let's just take it and, and get this, you know, scratch this off the list, you know, mark this off the list of things that you want to do, you know, and that's Your kind of bucket I, list. My bucket list, exactly. That's kind of what I, uh, as they say in England, we ticked off the box. We ticked the box, you know. And so it was one of the boxes I ticked uh, that I uh, was able to fight in Italy, and, you know, no regrets. It was cool. It was it was a good time. The fans were great. Um, and uh, it was a good overall experience. It's something that I'm going to look back on finally, regardless. Now, having said that, a lot of talk about me fighting for the EBU title, and that's what hopefully is next, you know. Right. You know, because you guys didn't really think I was only going to come back for one fight, did you? I mean, come on. Everybody at home really thought I was going to come back and fight for this God fight. forbid. So, so the EBU title is uh, the possibility to be next. And we're talking, you know, we're trying to get it on the Kell Brook card. It would, be, it would be fun to get it on the Kell Brook card. Um, it would be, uh, obviously, a, a nice, good support system in, over there in England. I would get to fight a Brit. Uh, Gianluca Bronco is the European champion. So I would get to fight a Brit. In uh, a non-Brit in England, so I'd actually, you know, get the full dosage of the support from the crowd. And that's been you your know, plan. That's been my plan all the time, but you never know if you can actually execute it. I've always wanted to go back to England to fight and against a non-Brit. Because really, when you're fighting a Brit over there, you know, obviously they're going to go to their guy. But you know, the, the fans over there are so supportive of me that I feel like if I don't fight a Brit over there, I feel like it could feel it could feel like a like a home. Like fight we're home, yeah. Yeah. So you know, uh, it's an opportunity right here to get this European title fight. Uh, on the Kell Brook card, if, if 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 we can make it happen, um, it would really be awesome, and uh, it would really be uh, something else that I'd love to experience. And also, winning a European Championship on British soil would be cool. You know, if I have to fight on Italian soil, if, uh, win the European Championship on British soil, that would be something really cool. And then uh, I could at least take the rest of the year off to see what I want to do and where I want to go from there. You know, um, I just. Uh, I'm continuing to train. Obviously, I'm in Cincinnati. Obviously, I'm trying to budget the the work with uh, with uh, the working out and and my work. Uh, obviously, it's a bit of a challenge, but you know I'm doing it. You know, I got Cincinnati now. After we uh, get done with this podcast, I'm actually going to go work out. You know, so you know the grind never stops. But uh, winning, winning the European title is something I've always wanted to do. I feel like if I train consistently, I feel here's the thing. I mean, you don't ever want to make excuses. I feel like with the Garcia fight, the thing is this. 
Danny is a good fighter. He's a solid fighter. You can't, you can never deny that. But I gotta look at myself. I can't look at Danny. And from my own perspective, from myself, would we spar twenty five rounds for the for the Garcia fight? Because the cut, you know what I mean, Pete. You know it better. You know that. You, know, you, can, you, can you can attest to that. You can attest to that. Yeah, give or take you know, yeah, a few rounds. For this last fight, I boxed about ten rounds, um, if even. You know, uh, because I only trained a few weeks. So you know, I'm not getting enough training consistently for these kind of fights. You know, so I felt like you know. I gotta be true to myself. Am I really done, or, am I, or is it that I'm not, just not putting in the proper amount of time into my training to do myself justice? Maybe I still have something left, but I'll only know if I do my due diligence and put in the proper amount of training. So if I can win the European title and a big fight will get offered the next year, that big fight, I would probably take off the entire training camp and just train for the fight. You know what I mean? Because right. honestly, I don't wanna be the guy to keep training half-assed like this you know you right. can't do it at the highest level maybe i did it last week and maybe even for the european title fight uh i'm, I'm going to continue training camp into this european title fight so my training is going to be a bit more consistent than it was for this last fight but it's still not going to be 100 percent because i'm traveling so much but for a major fight if i can win beat bronco and look good for a major fight you know after that if it does get if something comes across my lap and something gets off for next year if i want to take it i owe it to myself and i owe it to the fans to be at my best, you know, and train at my best so that I can enter the ring at my best and then get my answers to see where I'm at, you know? And also, let's, let's fight, explain... The fight, no excuses. Right. No excuses for the Garcia fight. There are no excuses. But I got to look at myself. You know what I mean? Danny's got to look at himself and Garcia's and the Garcia's and they, they did a great job. They, they're professionals. They won the fight. But, you know, I now have to go home and assess myself. And if I'm assessing myself, this is how I've assessed the situation. So it's one of those situations where I feel like if I'm going to fight, I got to be true to myself. Otherwise, we don't fight, you know? Yeah. So uh, let's win this European title. Hopefully, um, I got my fingers crossed that we can put it together on the Brook card. If not on the Brook card, I hope sometime soon. I mean, you know, uh, I know uh, my, uh, Al Heyman is working diligently to try to make things happen for me, as he does for all the fighters. So uh, hopefully I'll know something soon. But uh, I would love, love to fight in front of the Brits uh, for the EBU title. Uh, also, let's uh, for the people that may not know, let's not assume that everybody knows what you know. Mm-hmm. The strong emphasis on sparring or lack of mm-hmm. you could the people at home listeners you could shadow box, you could jump rope, you could hit the bag for a gazillion rounds. That's not a training camp. That's not what gets you sharp. A fighter who relies on reflexes and timing, the only way you really get it to the fullest is by sparring. And not just the timing and reflexes, also the hardening of your body, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, you you know, that, that, you know, the, the physical element comes into play. You getting hit, you physically dealing with, um... Uh, fatigue and, and a guy trying to hit you you know what I mean uh, you, you switch off sparring partners so you, you're tired and you bring in a fresh guy and now he's working and you gotta work and you gotta you know sparring tests you mentally in a lot of ways the rest of the training doesn't you know especially if you do heavy sparring like I prefer I've always preferred heavy sparring hard sparring you know so so it, those are the kind of things that prepare you for fights and so you know, for me especially, I mean, I've always, you know, some guys don't like to spar a lot. Some guys like to spar a certain amount of, uh, maybe an average amount of rounds. I've always tried to, the target number, we always come up with, what is it, 125 rounds of sparring per camp. That's the yeah. target number. If you always if you had it your way, you would spar every day. We're the yeah. ones that are always telling you, listen, yeah. you just spar, so you know, give your body the, the a break. The target number for, to, reach, to reach a sharp level for me is always about 125 rounds. So we haven't even come close to that recently. 
You know when I was getting actually good sparring it was about April, March, when I was when I was training with Saddam, helping him get ready for the yeah. for the, for his fight on HBO uh, back on April 25th. I was getting good sparring. You know, then suddenly I started training for the O'Connor fight. We got good sparring. We, you know, we we kept it consistent, and so I got cut. Ever since I got cut, just one thing after another led to the fact that you know I kept busy with my schedule. One thing after another led to like not able to spar, and it's just frustrating when it's the fact that you actually have your own fights to prepare for, and now you aren't adequately preparing for them. Not adequately, I won't say adequately, because man, we, you know we trained hard for Garcia. We trained really of hard course. for Garcia. But with, you know, no with, the, with the elements no and, and the situation given no to you. Excuse, yeah, we trained as hard as we could for Garcia with the situation given to us. But at the end of the day, the only sparring we did was about 20 to 25 rounds in that camp. And I feel like in, I gotta be of myself in the future, and I can't allow myself to go into a big fight like that again, you know, because no, no matter how hard I try, I, 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 I tried, no matter how hard I trained, sparring still takes you to that next level, and I needed that next level for a guy like Garcia, because props to Garcia, he's a fighter of that caliber, you can't just go in there with him and not prepare the, to the best of your ability. I prepared to the best of my ability to what was available to me, which meant pad work, which meant bag work, which meant conditioning and whatnot. I prepared the best of my ability, the best I possibly could doing those things, but I couldn't spar. Not most of that camp, and so that that from now on, you know, hopefully, uh, we can make that happen better uh, in the future if we get if we do get another big fight. You know, if I get the Bronco fight on the twenty fourth, again, it'll be another incomplete camp, but it'll be a bit more consistent than it was left for last week's fight. At least, you know, I'm kind of flowing to training right into this next fight. You know, um, even if it's not a, a daily training, you know, that's again travel days and whatnot. But uh, I'll be a little better than I was last week, and then uh, from there, uh, hopefully, I can win that European title, uh, win it in front of the Brits which uh, is one of my uh, big goals. And then uh, from there, man, make some decisions over the Christmas season, New Year's season, and see where we go, you know? So that's, uh, that's kind of the update on my career for the fans out there, you know, for everybody that wanted to know, for anybody that was curious, you know? It's kind of the update. You know I hope saying? I hope it happens. I'm, I I want to go to England. Yeah, I, I want to go to England. In a while. Yeah, yeah, of course. I want to go there, too, so we'll see. We're figuring out uh, training situations and whatnot. And, um, you know, I'm actually hoping to get a call from Al today to discuss... Uh, to discuss this so hopefully uh, fingers crossed I get, I get the call later today and we'll see what happens and we'll see if uh, you know if, if, if we can be a goal for later this month or if it's got to be some other time you know right you're listening to former two time world champion Paulie Malinaji from Brooklyn to the world Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Introducing Pauly. Pauly Malinaji takes you inside the ring and beyond. Malinaji. This is Pauly Malinaji from Brooklyn to the world. Oh, we, we did the Mayweather fight. We worked the Mayweather fight last week. What do you think of the Mayweather fight? Uh, a couple weeks back, did we have we worked since the Mayweather fight? Have we done a podcast since the Mayweather fight? Mm, no, I don't know. No, I don't know. Well, I thought Mayweather, you know, fought a good fight. Uh, we obviously they want to to address the IV situation. Obviously, uh, yeah, it's a little bit disturbing, but uh, you know, he's not supposed to have IVs. But at day's end, I mean, he passed all the drug tests. They actually tested him before and after the IV. So the only reason the IV is uh, illegal is for masking agents. But you tested him before he put the IV in his body, and then you test him after. He put the IV in his body. He actually tested him twice within about an hour, which means he's more than clean, if you ask me. You know, so uh, and they you know, tested I mean, him throughout the whole camp. 
Yeah, that's something about the whole camp, but that's beside the point. Um, you know, the whole reason for the IV is, is not because the whole reason for the IV being illegal is not because the IV itself is illegal. It's because of the possible masking agents. So hence, when you test them before he inserted that IV, because they were right there when they watched him put the IV in, so obviously you test them before that, and then you test them again after the IV. I think it's pretty clear that there was nothing used as a masking agent. I think it becomes very clear, actually, you know? So, uh, you know, I think uh, so much for um, for all the conspiracy theorists out there, the many Pacquiao lovers. You know, you can love Pacquiao and still, and still have to give props to Mayweather. I mean, at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with that. I think uh, clearly the, the better fighter was Mayweather back in May, and Mayweather showed his class on uh, September 12th. Uh, he beat a solid competitor in Andre Berto. I thought Berto prepared very well for the fight. You know, he just, he just was... Two, he was not, he was at about a ten, and sometimes in that fight he needed to be at about a six. You know, sometimes yeah. you just gotta pull back and slow down, and then get back on the attack. You know, I mean, sometimes you gotta gotta you gotta kind of vary the pace a little bit. And Berto was always go go go. Uh, he wanted to step on the gas pedal. He wanted he was trying to floor the gas pedal constantly, and uh, it's not gonna happen with Floyd. You know, you got you gotta mix your attack a little bit better uh, to fight a fighter with a ring intelligence of Floyd Mayweather. But props to both guys for on a good fight. I thought that card for the most part was a solid card. I mean. Probably the best card, uh, top to bottom, um, that I've seen on, on a Mayweather on the card, especially. You know, I mean, Toledo and Roman Martinez was an unbelievable fight. That might be a fight of the year candidate. Um, Groves and Badu Jack. Groves and Badu Jack was a great fight, and even Jonathan Okendo and Johnny Gonzalez. I mean, they traded knockdowns. They, right. You know, they, uh, they really, um, you know, they they worked. They worked. They worked, man. It was a, uh, it was a very entertaining card. Solid, entertaining scrap. You know, if you ordered that pay per view from Mayweather. And then watch the undercard. Well, you missed out. Obviously, only the casual fans do that. The real box fans always watch the whole card. Yeah, of course. So I think the real box fans got their money's worth. The casual fans who probably don't know who anybody on the undercard was, and they probably weren't paying attention. Well, they missed out then because the the worst fight on that card was probably Mayweather Berto. The rest of the fights on that card were terrific, and I, and I really liked them and I really enjoyed them. You know. Absolutely. So, uh, so did I. So did everybody at the house. What about the another thing, man? What about the Battle of Brooklyn getting out? Uh, Peter Quinn and Dame Jacobs, right? Oh, man. I'm here, man. Battle of Brooklyn. Another Battle of Brooklyn. I haven't been to Battle of Brooklyn since uh, me and Zab. You and Zab, yeah. This is is, uh, a a long time coming. Long time coming. A middleweight at at, at Battle of Brooklyn for the middleweights. Uh, I think the Barclays Center is going to be jumping. Two very good friends of ours. So, uh, two very good friends of ours. And, uh, you know, it's called Donnie Brasco. They're friends of ours. So, uh, you know... uh, Gotta love, much love and respect to both of them, and hopefully they put on a great show for the, for the fans. I think Brooklyn's gonna be buzzing. Brooklyn's gonna be exciting. I know, excited. I know we're excited about the fight, even if uh, we hate to see two friends beat up on each other. But at yeah. the end, this is a sport. This is competition. It's business. There's gotta be a winner. There's gotta be a loser. So all of this from that from that perspective, you know. I think I think no matter what, um, I'm not trying to predict the future, but I will. I think no matter what happens with that fight, um, mm-hmm. Kid Chocolate moves up to 168. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I think he's having some trouble making the weight for quite a while. He's, he's a big, big middleweight. I don't understand how how PD makes that weight. It's really yeah, it's tough. Enough. I mean, he's a big middleweight, so I think uh, he'll eventually move up. You're right. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him to move up and wait after after the fight, regardless of the result. Um, what else is going on? We got uh, yeah, you know, I worked uh, the Fox Plus One PBC show on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, I was watching Javier those. Fortuna. Javier Fortuna is really really. Uh, a guy who's impressive, man. Yeah. He's got an awkward style. He can punch. He's got a mean streak. Such a mean streak, man. He trained yeah. up in Boston. My friend Matty Ryan up in Boston told me about him. I mean, I had, seen him fight. Yeah, I had seen Fortuna fight years ago. I had seen Fortuna fight, actually, when he beat um, uh, the Highland, one of the Highland brothers, uh, the, the Irish guys on the Pacquiao Marquez 4 undercard. 
I see Fortuna fight there. And I know the first one is from there, how awkward and weird he was, you know. And since then, he's come up the ladder even more. He's made more of a name for himself. And, you know, devastating performance the other night. Uh, he's just, he's he's awkward. He's mean. He can punch. He's dirty. I mean, this is a really good, this guy is really a handful to deal with. And let me tell you something else. This uh, super featherweight division is becoming really, really uh, impressive. Little by little, there's some exciting fights being made. Little by little, I think, because uh, you got this guy Ushiyama in Japan, who's supposedly a monster. You got uh, Abner Modish at 130, right? He didn't even move up to 130. Johnny Gonzalez moved to 130, and Jonathan Kendo, and they fought each other. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Edna Cherry and Jose Pedraza fighting on Saturday night on the Broner on the card. They're at 130. They're fine for the IBF uh, Super Featherweight title. And you have Javier Fortuna at 130. That's Super Featherweight. So, Super Featherweight is uh, starting to really become real interesting with some really good names uh, I mean not really good names but they're, they're they're developing into really good names there's good fighters solid fighters and I think there's some impressive matchups that can be made some fun matchups that can be made over there uh, in the uh, in that weight class you know so uh, hopefully Saturday night gives us another one with Pedraza and Cherry I just can't believe Ed and Cherry fight the super featherweight I fought the guy super lightweight years ago yeah that's <laughs> usually guys move usually guys move up because they can't make weight <laughs> they can't move down and what, so what, do you, what do you rip off a leg yeah, so proud to Ed and Cherry for that. He's uh, he's fighting Saturday night, and uh, we'll see how that goes. He's fighting Jose Pedraza, who's uh, who, won, who actually won the title back in June against Andre Klimov. He was a vacant uh, IBF Super Featherweight title. Oh, we saw that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's a good fighter. So I, I like that fight. I, I you know, I even bona fide Saturday. I think it's interesting because I like Verdiev. Is uh, maybe he's not the the fastest guy in the world, but he's a durable, sturdy guy from Eastern Europe, and. Uh, He's technically sound. Maybe he's not fast, so I think Broner can steal on him with some speed. But Alverdiev is consistent, and one thing Adrian Broner has been at times is inconsistent. So I think Alverdiev can test him in, in some ways that uh, you know that maybe people might not expect. I mean, he's a durable guy, so if you're in there with for twelve rounds, anything's possible. But uh, obviously Broner's a favorite. He's at home. He's fighting in Cincinnati, so uh, I'll be interesting to see as well. And uh, even though I, I'm really confused with the WBA uh, making it a world title fight because I thought Jose Benavides was next in line for that title. Uh, I thought uh, he was the interim champion or whatnot. I thought when Danny Garcia moved up, that uh, Benavides would automatically become the BA champion. But somehow, there's a bit of confusion there. And Jose Benavides remains interim champion. And, some, and somehow, the Broner Alberia fight is for the main world title. So, wow. that's interesting in and of itself. Some, some boxing politics <laughs> coming into play there. So, we'll see, we'll see how it plays out. And bo- uh, uh, boxing politics uh, made Benavidez uh, in the position where he is because didn't he get a yeah, decision yeah. he didn't deserve? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. I guess in the so end. So in actuality, somehow, in, in, in a weird way, it served still because yeah, Benavidez probably lost that fight to uh, Mauricio Herrera back in the day. Right. So imagine that Herrera being in that mix. Yeah. With maybe fighting uh, Broner or one of yeah. these guys. That, that's that's another good fight. Yeah, and you, and and at one forty, it's still it's still developing though, well because on Saturday night you have another hundred forty pound uh, fight. Uh, on the other network is uh Lucas Matisse and and Victor Postal. Now I boxed Victor Postal back in the day in Wildcard Gym. This kid can fight. You know what I'm saying? You know, I used him as a as one of my sparring partners for the uh, fight I had with Orlando Laura back in the day. Yeah. Orlando Laura was a tall guy, so I was boxing this kid. And we had this kid from Eastern Europe, and it turned out to be Victor Postal. And we used him on several days. Gave me great work, and uh, little by little he's developed into. Guys, signed for the title now. You know, he's not just a technical Eastern European fighter. He's got a mean streak as well. The kid, he's in there. He's mean in there. He'll fight in there. So, so you know, he's a guy that uh, you know, makes things interesting. I think people are really overlooking him because I hear conversations about Lucas Matisse being in the conversation for Manny Pacquiao fight and whatnot. I mean, guys, 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 <laughs> Victor Postal is in front of you. <laughs> You're talking about. I have Bob Aaron put a quote out saying, "Oh, 
Matisse is in the sweet six for Pacquiao. Matisse has to get by Victor Postal on Saturday. Right, I, don't I, mean, I don't think that's a foregone conclusion because Postal, first and foremost, is a much better fighter than Matisse, hands down. The, the, the thing that makes that the thing that makes that fight uh, interesting is always what makes every Lucas Matisse fight, inter- fight interesting is that he's got this awesome amount of power and he can right. change the fight with one punch. But as far as ability, I mean, I don't even think Matisse is anywhere near the ability Postal has. You know, Postal has a, has a bit of a stiff European style, but uh, he's technically very integrally and very fundamentally sound, and he's not soft. Sometimes all Eastern Europeans, sometimes all Europeans in general, they got a very solid fundamental style, but they're a little soft. Postal is not soft at all. He's uh, he's uh, he's got a hardened mentality, and he fights. He fights very uh he fights very uh very hard and very, very rugged. Yeah, a lot of characters. Honestly, I would not be shocked if the postal win Saturday night. Obviously Lucas Matisse is hard enough to end the fight with one shot, so 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 people are people uh basically what you're saying is they they you know, some people are probably overlooking the pistol postal. Yeah, his name's Postal, but yeah, Pistol maybe you know, maybe his cousin's name's Pistol, but yeah, yeah he's Postal. That's a, that should be his nickname. Yeah. The pistol. The pistol, yeah. Mr. Postal, exactly. So he's uh, so I, I like that fight. Uh, I think it's a. Uh, I think there's some good boxing on on over the over the weekend. You know, what else? What else has been on? You know, Deontay Wilder fought over the weekend. You know, he's yeah, got a, we didn't get to see that. We were we uh, the across fight, the we were pond. Gone. We were across the pond, but uh, it was a solid. Uh, I heard the guy he victory. fought was durable, man. Tough dude. Yeah, yeah. You know these guys. These guys. Uh, these guys still they. Uh, they're very durable. Oh, hold on one second. Yeah, sorry, I'm trying to get there. I finally got my room over here. They got you in the room? Nice. Finally got my room. I might lose you in the elevator, though. So if I lose you, uh, run off a... Uh, well, luckily a, uh, luckily today, uh, Seth left us, you know, high and dry. Uh, is that why I haven't heard Seth? Where, where is he? He fucking oh, left us, bro. I might lose you. Yeah. I'm in the elevator right now. Well, luckily I have Brian to bounce copy. back and forth off of, you know? You got me. Yes, sir. Yo. I hear you, but you don't hear me. I hear you a little bit. All right. Hopefully I make it. You know what the cool thing about this hotel? What? I mean, what the not cool thing is they left me high and dry with no room. Now I finally got a room. The cool thing about it is they have an old school key. Really? I, I have like a metal key. Like one of those things where like if you lose the key, you have to pay for it. You know? Wow. Yeah. Is it like a skeleton well, key? Like one of those? Yeah, but like for somebody like me who loses everything, that's not so good though. You know? <laughs> me, me personally, I prefer the card keys. But having said that... It's a bit of an old school feel. Hold on. I'm actually walking into my room right now. Let's see what we're doing over here. What are we doing over here? Right, look at this. And this key's not opening. Look at this. Look at this. There we go. We're in. We're in like Flynn. Wow. Wooden floors. Nice. Old school. You the hotel that has carpets. We're letting the viewers we're letting the viewers into my room. Boom. I mean the listeners, whatever. There you go. Alright, let's get back to the conversation we were having. So back to what we were saying. Um was that Matisse and Postal. I think Matisse and Postal is a is a good fight. I think Deontay, um and now he has to fight uh Alexander Brevetkin next. That's, that's a tough gonna fight. be a big test. That's a yeah, that's a big that's a big test. That's a big and you know what, people are finally gonna get to see what they've been asking of of uh, Deontay Wilder, you know, they've been asking Deontay Wilder, oh, you know, when is he going to fight somebody who's of a name? When is he going to fight somebody tough or whatnot? When is he going to fight a, a guy who's a quote-unquote a risk? Okay, well, you might just have it now, you know, now you might just have it. Uh, he's fighting, uh, I was in Povetkin, I don't think he can put the mandatory off anymore, so 
this will be this will be a Deontay's sink or swim fight. And I think he's developing into a, he's developed over the years. Deontay, obviously, he was an Olympic bronze medalist. He developed over the years. Got he's got tremendous power, but obviously, this is a big test. But I'll tell you what, Deontay Wilder beats Alexander Povetkin. A lot of people have to shut up. They can't say, "Oh, well, you got to beat this guy." No, 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 no. He sure has to keep winning, obviously, because that's what you do when you're a champion. You win, you keep winning. But you still can't deny the fact that if he beats for that game, you got to give that credit. 100%. Right. You got to you got to lay cool. off him a little bit. Yeah, you got to you got to lay off him a little bit. Which you know, of course, obviously, the haters never do. But, right. You know, that's a that's a different thing for uh, some other times. So we'll. Uh, I'm a big we'll fan of Deontay. I think he's uh, very talented. Of course, is. Uh, He's, it's still a learning process for him. And, and you know what? Another thing I like about him is he, he admits that. You know, he's, yeah. he, he's not saying, listen, I, I know it all. I got all the answers, and I'll kill everybody that they put in yeah. front of me. He says, you know, it's a work in progress, and I learn every day, and I want to continue to keep learning. So yeah. you know, with that I think, mentality. I think, I think that frustrated people think get frustrated uh, about it. And I think sometimes it's justifiably so. Is you don't take learning curve fights when you're a champion. You know, when you're a champion, you're supposed to fight known guys. So I understand that that criticism of Deontay. Having said that, he's an exciting American heavyweight. So having said that, you still have to – you still gotta uh, embrace give, give it. the guy his due. Yeah, you gotta give the guy his due no matter what. You know what I mean? Like it's an exciting American heavyweight. Give the guy his due. Like in these other countries, like in England or whatnot, don't, don't embrace anybody British. You know what I'm saying? Like there's such a sense of national pride, right. or any other country. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, in certain countries, like they I, embrace I you, man, some of the fighters in Australia are fucking horrible, dude. But they, but people love them. People love their fighters. You know, they'll they'll, they'll talk about them like they want to match them with the other world class fighters. You know Bro, what I'm saying? Like they yeah, embrace yeah. they embrace Tyson Fury in England. He sucks. Well, I don't think Tyson Fury sucks. But, he you know, sucks. He, he's not, I mean, he's not great. I mean, I'll tell you what. He's not gonna do anything with Klitschko. I'll say that. But he doesn't suck. But I'll tell you what. Like somebody like Anthony Mundine in Australia. I mean, to me, he's not really impressive. You know what I mean? But you know, he's a solid fighter. He's a tough guy. He's you know he's he's not world class. You know what I'm saying? They, you, you can't touch Anthony Mundine for the Australians. You know what I'm saying? They right. love him. They love, and Joshua Clyde went over there fat and out of shape and, and, and beat his ass. You know what I mean? Right. Like, nobody wants to see Joshua Clyde anymore. He went over to Australia, and, and, and Mundine said it was because of his shoes. Literally. The excuse was it was because he didn't have the right shoes on. And everybody bought it. They bought it over there. Can you imagine that one? They That's bought amazing. the excuse. So, so, again, I'm not saying we have to be over-the-top ridiculous with our fighters, but I feel like American fans should embrace some of the fighters we have. I mean, yeah, a little Wilder more supportive, a, you know. He's an American heavyweight who's making who's making the rounds. He's saying making strides. He's gonna get tested. Trust me, he's gonna get tested. You know, it actually reminds me of another guy who recently got tested that that people were complaining about. Leo Santa Cruz. In the end, all those fights that you said he wasn't tested and he wasn't taking he was taking fights that were so against weak opposition. What did those fights do? In the end, he got the win over Abner Maris. So what did those fights do? Obviously, those fights kept building his confidence. He was able to keep getting better. He was able to keep learning. And when he did step his competition up, he was he, able to hold on as an undefeated fighter. He was he still able to test. hold his undefeated record. Exactly. So sometimes, sometimes you have to give the guy a chance to get through that learning curve. Granted, give him a chance to title, live. Yeah. Granted, as, a, as having a world title, you know, you shouldn't be allowed too many learning curve fights. But Povetkin is around the corner for you, Deontay Wilder. And if you're picking Povetkin to beat Wilder, or if you're saying Povetkin... Is, is the guy that's supposed to test him, which everybody's been complaining about, he's not, he hasn't been fighting Povetkin? Well, now here it comes. So if he beats Povetkin, you got to at least give some Shut your test. fucking pie hole if he beats Povetkin. Well, well oh, I'm not going to go that far and be extreme, but what I'm saying is, you know, he's going to obviously keep winning after that too, but he still has to get his, some, some kind of justice, some kind of just credibility, shall we say, you know? Absolutely. 
Povetkin's been there. He's he's as durable as they get, uh, without being the top top guy. He's that. He's the perfect. Not even to say stepping stone because he's you know he's a beast in his own right. Mm-hmm. But he's that perfect stepping stone who where if you're a champion, you're defending against him. The level above him is the best. You know, the, you don't get any better than than the level above a Povetkin. You know, so. This is really. I mean, how how tall is Povetkin though? Povetkin is about six two. Six. Th- that's the only thing. He's a he's a little bit small, but I mean, yeah. he's adorable guy. He's he's tough. He's he's been there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the The only thing I that uh, I have an issue with with that fight is is his height and his size. But you know, because Deontay's cool. just Povetkin's just you know he might be. Oh, just, yeah, but how many how many six eight heavyweights are you gonna find? I mean, no, but that's what I'm saying. It, that's the only thing. Other yeah, than I mean, that, but I mean, Povetkin gets down really low when he makes a fight rugged and dirty yeah. and stuff like that. Now Povetkin is gonna fight. He's, he's got to do. Yeah, he's gonna have to pull yeah. out all his stops and his yeah. tricks and. And he'll do he'll do he'll do all that. He'll more than do all that. You know, so I'm excited for that one. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. I don't think it's gonna happen until next year, but I think the fans here excited. I think I'm excited for that one. And again, I mean, it's sink or swim time for Deontay Wilder. We understand. I think Deontay understands, and Deontay is more than relishing the opportunity. So, well, hopefully, we're gonna see a good fight when that happens. We're we well. gonna take his swimmies off. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah, gotta go to the deep end of the pool yeah. now. Speaking of taking swimmies off, what was going on yesterday on Twitter? What was going on last night? We got we 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 got attacked by the whole nerd crew. Huh? Well, listen. Uh, <laughs> it was like the well, nerd crew. Somebody, no, but some of these guys, you know, there's a, the nerd writers, crew. there's a couple of writers. Me and me and Peter Cards, you know, we, that uh, we're, we're on their share list, obviously, because obviously we wouldn't even know these guys exist unless we were on their share list and they didn't troll us, you know. But obviously, uh, push came to shove. One of these writers has always uh, got something to say about me, and. Uh, I, I, I was having a long day yesterday. I got to be honest. It was my one day in New York, and I was going through all kinds of errands. I was running. I see these tweets, and I start answering back. And before you know it, there's always the same seven or eight guys this guy has that get his back. It's like it's like the nerd, nerd crew. You know what I'm starting to think, though? Because there's never a picture of any of these guys except maybe one or two of them. Yeah. I'm starting to think it's the same guy all in one. <laughs> I'm to think, you ever think maybe it's him? Impersonating like seven other people. There's never like a profile pic of anybody. Yeah, you, you think like people do that? I think there's people that do that. They create like four people, you know. And they never they don't put their own profile pic. They put a pic of like a of, of like a golf ball or something. It's like their 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 default pic or their obvious pic, you know. And then like the pretend their name is something else. And then you know they'll be their main profile. And then there'll be something else. And they'll it'll make like they're a bunch of friends. Meantime, it's one guy. And they you know, have it's one ten guy followers. Like in his mom's basement, you know. And what about the guy? What about the guy on Twitter who goes, "Yeah, just because I told you I, I live in my mom's basement, I have no money." Yeah, yeah, like basically trying to be sarcastic. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, because <laughs> who has a wife and has time to troll, dude? You know what I mean? Like, if you have a wife, think about it. If you have a wife, do you really have time to troll? Like, think about this again. Yeah, you go to work all day long, right? You get home. If you're married. You want to spend time with your family, with your wife, with your kids. You don't want to go on Twitter and troll. You know what I mean? You like, don't have a choice. Get... Your wife would be breaking your balls. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Leave this yeah, guy exactly. alone. If you're not married, you're all day at work. You can't wait to get out of work, so you go hang out. Maybe go hang out with a chick, or maybe go meet up with friends or whatnot. You know, Watch again, a game. Yeah, again, the last thing you want to do is sit at home in front of the computer and troll on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? So, so one way or the other... As 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 Ace Ventura says, you're like, who's the her? <laughs> like, who's the her? Like, if you're trolling, 
You literally have no life. You gotta have no job. Maybe if you have a job, you have no friends, so you get out of you get off work and just sit there trolling all night. You mean because you ever know those old trolls are always out at night? Yeah. You know, they're always out at night. My my Twitter gets bombed with the trolling at nighttime. Most of the most of the time in the daytime, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe a handful of the guys. So you know, for me, yeah, you got no life. Listen, in the daytime, they're about, on. Uh, you know, they're on Ashley Madison like, or, or Match dot com. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like our good friend, the troll, the main reporter, <laughs> got caught out there on the Ashley Madison tip. Trolled He is. Oh, but anyway, so that's, uh, that's that. Do we got to read, like, one of those, uh, what do we got to do right now? Do we have, like, new sponsors for the show and shit? No? Actually, that's good you brought it up. Yeah, I mean, we got DraftKings. You got to use the promo code P-A-U-L-I-E-M. I mean, well, DraftKings, let me tell you something. I put in, I put in a team uh, mm-hmm. last week. Uh-huh. I didn't. I didn't hit, but because um, yeah, yeah, the week before, no, the week before, at least I won fifteen bucks. I did a twenty dollar yeah. one, okay. where the grand prize was like it was seven million dollars in prizes. The main prize was like a million dollars. You you hit that one though. No, I hit. I hit. Uh, I won fifteen bucks. I got my money back plus fifteen bucks. All right, All right that was close. All right, yeah. And it's fun. I would, million. And you know, I had. Uh, oh, I, I think I had Brady. Okay. My my quarterback. I had uh, Gronkowski, mm-hmm. but um. Speaking of quarterbacks, that finish finish this. Uh, no, so then have a real conversation. Go so ahead. then what? Uh, but last week I didn't. The thing is, you know what it is with with DraftKings. I, I love it because it keeps you on your toes. You mm-hmm. go and you pick. The thing is, it's not like you join a fantasy league and those are your. That's your team for the year. You got to mm-hmm. do it every week. So yeah. like an example. I had Adrian Peterson two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He shit the bed. So now mm-hmm. this week I said, I'm going to go with Frank Gore or somebody else, mm-hmm. and Adrian Peterson lights it up. So it's like you got to you know, you you got to be on your toes and really look at the matchups, who the, the, the what defense mm-hmm. they're going against. You mm-hmm. you really got to know your shit to to mm-hmm. be good at it and it may, it's challenging, you know, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And you know, it, I I do it every week. I've done it for multiple sports. Now that it's football season, obviously I'm I'm like zoned in. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the the, <clears throat> the promo code. Now, what do you mean zoned in? What do you mean by zoned in? Oh, I'm zoned in for football, bro. What do you mean? I'm like, I don't even care what's going on in the world right now. Yeah. Oh no, the NFL is. It's my time. It's mm-hmm. my time to shine. Have you been shining so far? Oh, I shine. I shine like huh? a, like a star. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was shining yeah. like the the red moon, you know, the lunar really? eclipse uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. All right. Good. Good to hear. You want to shine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't get what? no more shiner than this. So, Polyem is the promo code for DraftKings. P a u l i e m. Yeah. Punch that, that in. Mm-hmm. Get yourself a, a nice discount. Get mm-hmm. yourself started if you haven't started. Sign mm-hmm. up. It's a mm-hmm. lot of fun. DraftKings is the way to go. It's all sports, but right now it's football season. And, you mm-hmm. know, especially in this country, what other mm-hmm. sport are you worried about right now? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. What are we going into week four? Everybody's yeah. lo- locked in. Yeah, locked in and loaded, ready to go. All right. But go Let's ahead. Go. What were you talking about quarterbacks? Yeah. What, 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 forget about quarterbacks right now. We got to get all our sponsors out of the way. These are the people that support our show. Oh. All right. Well, what else we got going on over here? We have a let's sponsor get, that... Get these out of the way. Go ahead. Unfortunately for you, because yeah. you're not the most... Um, how could I say... Up to speed with technology? 
Let's have it, Joe. What are you trying to, what are you trying, what are you trying to insinuate? Let's have well, it. I'm just What's saying, you you probably won't use this uh, this company, but uh, millions of people will because it's actually... I'm technologically advanced. I tweet. You right? tweet from your BlackBerry. This is actually yeah. to build a website. It's called Squarespace, okay? All right. Squarespace.com. Right. You well, build your own website. Very bad me about building websites. I'll, I'll send them to Squarespace. Well, how difficult is that? I don't understand. No, no. I'm saying you'll never personally well. use it. We're gonna we're gonna plug it because absolutely, and it's a great idea when yeah, you think about it. Why did you come to this website build an architect kind of guy? I don't understand. No, 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 I don't. <laughs> but this is no. But this is the cool I'm thing. Hold on. What is it called? It's called Square Squarespace. So I'm not going to use Squarespace because I'm not a technology advanced. All right, Mr. Architect, what do you, what do you build a website now? No, but, but listen, this is the cool thing about Squarespace. It's actually for a regular person to build their own website. You know, like if you want to build a website, yeah. you go hire a, a web designer, this, that. This thing, it I starts, hear you, listen. I'm saying, how are you going to use Squarespace? Because this is, like an, it basically a, a shows you, it shows you, you how to do I, it. I, 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 I didn't, maybe you have a hidden talent that I didn't know about. Because you say, like, you may like, oh, I'm not going to use it. Like, like I'm not going to, why, you're going to use it? Well, we're going to plug Squarespace cause for the people that are, that are the geniuses out there who like to build websites. But No, but listen, this is, websites. this is more like, um, like, you know, regular person friendly in a sense. Like, look, it really? starts, it starts at $8 a month. Okay. You, you could get a free domain if you sign up for a year. Okay. Do you know what that means? See, now we're, now we're talking my language, all right? Oh, you all right. know what that means? Domain, yeah. Like, okay, all right. Oh. You're impressing me every day. Okay. Yeah, see? And using your code, Paul EM, you get uh-huh. 10% off your first purchase. Now. Right. One incentive, that's good. Yeah, you start a free trial site today. No credit card required at squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you use the, the promo code, right? You get mm-hmm. you 10% yeah. off. But now, what happens is... We want to give you guys the savings back at home, you know? What? We're all about the savings for the listeners at home. Absolutely, 100%. But like I said, normally you want to build uh, a website. I, I want to build uh, petercards.com or whatever, you know, playwithmypecker.net. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go and hire somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Because... These people go to school for this stuff. It's, it's you know it's pretty difficult to do. You yeah. barely know how to turn a computer on. That's why I said this is probably not for you. But um, yeah. this website actually mm-hmm. walks you through it and helps you design your website portfolio, like an online store if you had. So mm-hmm. it's like it's more for the regular person. You know what I mean? For the layman, shall we say? For the yeah, <laughs> they put it in layman's terms exactly, so you don't have to pay somebody five grand to go build a website for you. So this basically this thing can even make me and you look like geniuses. Exactly, it makes it makes me and you look like uh, Einstein, Steve Jobs. Yeah. All right, I like this. I like this. I'm liking this. Now, now, now we're looking with some grease. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. before, I wasn't sure you how you were talking about, but now we're going. But you All get right, my ahead. point now, right? That's yeah, so, okay. So go give them their twelve bed. Squarespace.com. Sign up. Paul E M. P A U L I E M. Ten percent off your first purchase. That's it, huh? How much more you want to go on about it? 
<laughs> you want? Me, I thought it was like some big, big like uh, you, want, you want me to log on right now and create a website? All right. I guess we. You know what? We're gonna start creating websites while while we're uh, yeah while we're on the air. That's what we should start doing. We're gonna really plug Squarespace. We're gonna start creating. We're gonna start building websites while we're talking to the listeners while we're doing the podcast. Well, let me tell you something. Anybody that's a fan of yours and knows you and how uh, technologically not inclined you are. Yeah. If you can sit here and build a website on Squarespace, everybody would go and use this website. <laughs> really? Nice. <laughs> so everybody out? Yeah, let's go put out and go. Let's go out there and use some Squarespace stuff. You know what I'm saying? Use the promo code so we get the savings. That's what it's all about, really. You Absolutely. I'm good. Good. That's what I'm working with some grease. Moving so, forward, what do we got? What do we got? I don't you're, in, you're in Cincinnati. Yes, I'm in Cincinnati this weekend. Fights. I gotta go to from Cincinnati, and I gotta go to San Antonio. Oh, wow. San Antonio, Cincinnati. Yes, I gotta work uh, Fox Sports One on uh, Tuesday. What about this fucking hurricane coming on the East Coast? Bro, you gotta be queen. Right, I'm, it's gonna miss me. I'm not gonna be there. I'm going from Ohio to Texas, but you, you're gonna be in New York. What's going on over there? Why don't you give give me an update and give all our listeners an update in the process? Because I'm kind of worried. You know what I'm saying? The I mean, fat. The fat jerk off from Jersey, uh, Governor Christie, is. Why is uh, fat off? I don't understand. He's a fucking jerk off. Why? What are he's you doing? a clown. Uh, you know why I say that all the time. Come on. You don't like him now. Mm. I never liked him. All right, so go ahead. But he's a, he's already in a, in a state of emergency over the hurricane. Which, listening to the news, uh, they're saying uh, there's a very good chance that it might just pass everybody and 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 go back into the the ocean. Really, bro, that would be huge, dude. Yeah, I don't need in my life right now. I don't need everything getting flooded around. You know when uh, you can't panic before it's time to panic. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, but bro, we already went through Sandy. Like everybody is panicked now. You know what I mean? Sandy didn't happen very often in life, and then all of a sudden Sandy happens, and now all of a sudden we're getting like. No, nah, bro, that was bad. I remember. Remember? I'm try, saying. Remember trying to get gas. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I went back to LA. Like, I was like, uh, I don't know for this. You know? <laughs> yeah, luckily yeah. they have fuel in the planes because they didn't have fuel anywhere else. Bro, they're ridiculous, right? I took off of work. Everybody's like, yo, why ain't you coming in? I'm like, bro, I was at the gas station for 45 minutes last night. I only got a quarter of a tank and, and they, they didn't have any more gas. Yeah, <laughs> I was well, like, I'm staying home. They were rationing gas. Yeah. There was, was gas lines, people getting into fist fights. Yeah. It was like, it was like the end of the world. Meantime, all we had was a Category 1 hurricane. Imagine <laughs> if Florida gets hit with, like, threes and fours by, by the boatload, and we, we get one Category 1 and one thirty fifty years, and, we, and the city can't even function. You imagine? Uh, I, I got to fill up extra gas for my generator. Nah, bro. Anyway, how, uh, hopefully we don't need this. Hurricane Joaquin is, uh... Yo, Queen. What Joaquin? It's Joaquin. Joaquin, like Phoenix, like the actor. Joaquin, all right? Q-U in Spanish is cool. It's not cool. It's not American. Joaquin is a Spanish name. Yeah, but he's like the... It's the same spelling as like the actor. Yeah. So it's, why is it Joaquin? No, Joaquin, jo Joaquin Phoenix. Like Joaquin. Joaquin, Joaquin. What's yo? Why Why the yo? Where'd you get the yo from? I don't oh. understand. Oh, 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 it's like a jalapeno. Like Yeah, Joaquin. Ho Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. Oh, Joaquin. so it's it's well, a hurricane, hurricane Hawking. Hurricane Joaquin, yeah. Anyway, hurricane. Hopefully, Hurricane Joaquin does not hit the East Coast because I don't need this in my life. You know what I'm saying? I got to be here. 
No, bro. I'm not talking about me being there. I can get less if I'm there or not. I don't. I don't want my houses wrecked. I don't want my cars wrecked. I don't need. I don't. I just don't need that. It's just. You know what? It's a. It's a thing. Just don't do it. You know what I mean? You're lucky. Yeah. Luckily, you have people watching over that stuff. I hear you, but watching over. If everything gets flooded, you can watch whatever you want. Everything's getting hammered. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole. That's the whole. That's the whole fear here. You can watch my house get flooded. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> what are you I was. Taking, I was there to watch you. Know what I mean? What are you yeah. gonna do? Listen, I saw a clip. On what about this? AB is on a media strike. He's not talking to any of the media. You heard about this? Yeah. Well, he talked to Showtime. Yeah. Well, hopefully he shows up for the fighting meeting. No, no. He yeah, he will. And he talked to Showtime. I saw a brief clip on mm. Facebook where he said that he's AB about business and about boxing now. Mm. Um, that now it's about maturing and and just taking care of his his wife and kids and. And uh, a lot of the extra stuff he was doing, the extra curricular activities were just, uh, you know, getting right. in the way. You hope that it's more actions and not just words, but yeah. Except of course, right, of he's course. He's saying the right things. He's saying the right things. He's saying the right things, and if he puts them in, in play, 
I think, uh, you know, you've yeah. always said it. The talent is there. The athletic ability yeah. is there. Yeah, it's a 26-year-old guy, so he can still make right. a lot of money in his business and, and be a big part of his business. And what he said was, he said, if you, he said, if you don't know why you lost, you can't fix it. Yeah. He's like, you know, if you just if you just on your own high horse, so to speak, you mm-hmm. just go about it and you keep doing those things. He's like, mm-hmm. if you realize where you went wrong, you can fix it. Exactly. I think right. a lot of what he was alluding to is maybe the entourages and the going out to strip clubs and, you know, he was trying to mm-hmm. be his own class clown and his own crew where now yeah. he's like, you know, at the end of the day, when I lose, these guys, these guys, are, what, what are they doing for me, you know? Of course, but at the end of the day, too, if you get back on your winning streak, you have to now understand not to do those things because it's easy to say it, but then you get back on winning streak and you fall back into the same uh, pitfalls, you know? So 100%. the reason thing, if, if Adrian comes back and he starts getting some wins and then gets his life back and his career back consistently, is he going to live the way he's talking now or is it just just uh, is it just preaching, you know? So, well, you know, you got to hope that, you know, the changes actually happen and that's the thing because there's a kid that has ability and so we'll see what happens, you know? Of course. But listen, you know, as if he does get back on top and he does, you know, keep winning or whatever, mm-hmm. he is also growing in age. So you would like to hope growing in age, watching his kids get older, he would mature. So you'd like to hope that, you know, I, I can't, you know, we can't tell him what to do. But I'm sure there's a lot of people that have told him when he was making mistakes and he didn't want to hear it. Now he's hearing it. And, you know, you realize it's a lonely, it's a lonely space you realize who your real friends are when you lose, you know? Everybody's your friend when you win it. Let me tell you one thing, though. The super lightweight division is starting to slowly become exciting again, you know? For a little while, it was really exciting, and then everybody moved up to welterweight. But now, little by little, these names are starting to enter the fray at 140 pounds. You have Matisse Postal this weekend, as we talked about. We have a Broner versus Alvertiev, uh as well. You have uh, Terrence Crawford at 140 pounds. Amir and Mom is the mandatory for the winner of Matisse and Postal. So the, wow. winner, of Matisse, the winner of Matisse and Postal isn't exactly uh, going to be uh, getting any gifts anytime soon. They'll get a world title, and then they get Amir and Mom. Amir and Mom is really, like, the guy to watch. Who is waiting Who is waiting for this fight. So he's not going to step aside. He's not going to wait. He's going to enforce his mandatory status, and he's definitely going to fight the winner of Matisse and Postal because that's what who Amir and Mom is. He's a fighter going through. And, He's uh, drooling right now, and like yeah. with with one with one hand on his braids, twirling his braids, and the other hand on his pecker, stroking it. He can't yeah. wait till Saturday. Yeah, so he's uh, he's the guy next in line for the Matisse and Postal winner. So that's exciting. Um, what else do you have? Uh, 140 pounds. You have a. Uh, what else is in the is in the mix? You have a. Uh, we mentioned Crawford already. Were Provide there him. talks of of Provide Mikey? Of in there, you know. Of course. Provide, you know. Were there talks of Mikey Garcia coming up to 140? I don't know. I mean, McCarthy was just at 130, though. I mean, him at 140, I can't see him being the same, uh, having the same effectiveness as he did at 130. Although uh, Brandon Reels, I remember saying, talking about he sparred with uh, he sparred with Mikey Garcia. He said that hard hit. So I said, you know what? That must be some real power. If Brandon Reels is giving you your props, right? Even though you're not smaller, you know. Yeah, but, uh, absolutely. We'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if Garcia uh, comes back and he comes back at 140 pounds as well. That'll that'll be another interesting name in the fray. But yeah, it's uh, 140 pounds is starting to slowly uh, become very uh, interesting little by little. So we'll see how that plays out. But this weekend is uh, a big part of that. This weekend, 
there's a couple hundred forty pound fights on two different networks that uh, will open up some of the will give us some of our answers who is starting to be king at 140 pounds we'll see how that goes you know what I'm saying absolutely and that's it right? I mean I think we pretty much covered everything you know yeah you know uh, what we want to cover before we before we leave what the fucking Yankees Oh, you oh, believe? The Champions League too. Forget the Yankees, bro. The Champions League. Listen to this. No, but listen Juventus. to this. Hold you on. Look at Juventus beat Man City the other week. Yesterday they beat Sevilla. Juventus can't even get a win in the Serie A, yet they went they dominating in the Champions League. What kind of what kind of what kind of mayhem is this shit? What kind of what's going on over here? You yeah, it's I mean? pretty wild. It's pretty. They got like what are they like three points? They lost to Napoli on Sunday, and then they go and they beat Sevilla. They have like a total of like four points in the city. Yeah, literally. Like, like them and Milan are totally sucking. Granted, Milan is not even in European competition, AC Milan, but, but Juventus totally sucking. Then come to the Champions League. They're 2-0, bro. They're in first, they have sole possession of first place in their group. Because Man City came back and beat Borussia Mönchengladbach after... Um, yeah, say that after, five times quick. After uh, losing to Juventus in the first week on another nice goal by Morata. I mean, like Morata, bro, you talk about a clutch player. This guy Morata, I wish he was Italian. He's got an Italian name. He's coming here Uruguayan. This guy Morata is a, like a lifesaver for Juventus. He keeps coming out with these big goals, um, some nice highlight reel goals. If you saw the, if you saw the, the the goal he scored against Man City, you'll know what I'm talking about. You told me about it. I didn't see it though. Some clutch goals. He, he scored the winner against. Uh, he scored the goal that tied the game against Real Madrid uh, last year uh, in the semifinals of the go ahead goal, whatever it was that got uh, got Juventus to the finals in the Champions League. I mean, Morata is a guy who was. Uh, Really, uh, really coming into his own and really uh, been a big help for Juventus. I mean, the Serie A they are horrible, but uh, some some clutch play for by Morata has got Juventus at two and zero in the Champions League. Uh, Man United also won yesterday. They beat Wolfsburg. That's good. You know, so we're uh, there's some uh, Champions League is up to get interesting. I threw in one of my little bombs. You know, what I'm saying once in a while sure. I throw in a bomb. Once in a while I'm I've been known to be a locksmith here and there. And, you're, uh, you're more like a sniper. I'm more like a sniper because I pick and choose. You know, they only call me for the big ones. You know, like they only call me for like, you know, if I'm needed, like I come out and I'll give a lock. You know, but like very rarely do I like do it. Like you're like you're like the guy who's in on the battlefield like every day. You know yeah, I'm saying? like a marine. I'm on the front line. I got I got the automatic weapon yeah. and I'm shooting them. Yeah, you like you throwing bomb you throwing bombs and potential locks or whatever you want to call them every day. You know, me once in a while, every couple of weeks, every two three weeks, maybe I'll see some my life. So I, I loved, loved Bayern Munich yesterday. You love it? Loved it. Like, you know, like our buddy, buddy, you know, who lives in Italy, he used to say, I love it. I love it. I love Bayern Munich yesterday. And by the hand, it was 4 nothing. So love when you, those guys. You put, when you put a, a when in theory, you put a, a ton of money on, on Bayern Munich, and they'll 4 nothing at the half, you're sitting pretty. Yeah, that's honest. nice. Yeah, you're, you're sitting pretty. You know what else is doing good? We overlooked in week two, but I, I said it in week one, we just didn't get it in. Paris Saint-Germain. Paris Saint-Germain is now 2-0 and in their group as well. They're doing good. So some interesting, uh, some interesting happenings here in the Champions That's League. what I'm trying to tell you. You know who's not doing good? Who's not doing good? The fucking Yankees. Listen to me. Aren't they in the wild card, bro? Bro, but you had a chance to, to catch up to the Blue Jays. You... Yeah. Um, tonight is the is the fourth game of a four game series against the Red Sox. They lost yeah. three in a row to a team that has no chance at anything. Yeah. How the yeah. fuck? You know how, you know how Boston always loves messing things up for the Yankees. I know, but how do you do it? How do you allow it to to happen? Non clutch play. That's what it's called. Yeah, because Jeter's fucking retired. But what about this? 
This yeah. fucking Tanaka. He got shelled. He gave up like five runs uh, in the in the first few innings yesterday. Didn't you talk about Tanaka saying this year he wasn't going to have a good a year? What's his year been like? Of Hello? course I did. He's 12 oh, and fucking shit. 7. 12 and 8. Is he? Yeah. What's his ERA? Uh, his ERA is not bad. Like three. Okay. It's not bad, but... I mean, th- there was a couple of games where they didn't hit for him, but last night he's you're getting fucking shelled by a fucking team that has no business playing. Yeah. You should be get this should be an easy four games that you you gain on another team. And you know what's frustrating for all the Yankee fans out there? It's, it's that uh, the Mets are doing good. No. The Mets. Are, the Mets are. They already hit their 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 game. They they um their magic number. They hit it already. They're in. They clinched. Speaking of magic numbers, didn't you have an over-under for wins for the Kansas City Royals this year? Yeah, I hit that like three weeks ago. Yeah? Sure. That's all I know. I'm telling you, I'm a locksmith. I don't know what, what else you want, you know. You like I to mean, talk about my losers, but you don't talk about my winners. So that's what it is. You, we, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't judge you on your losers. Judge, we shouldn't judge you on your winners. We should judge you on your losers because you have so few. There's so few. You know what it is? Everybody I caught that when I was walking Wall Street. Don't judge you on your winners. Judge you on your losers because you have so few. And right. when I give you advice on a game, mm-hmm. you're going to say, I wish I would have put more. Yeah. Oh, so you'll know the only regret you're going to have is you have spoke more. Yeah. All right. Having said that, how much did you put on Bayern Munich yesterday? Nothing. No, of course not. Yeah, I know. Not. I risk a mortgage for fucking $100. <laughs> <laughs> you you risk a Hyundai Elantra for a fucking for a thousand bucks. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Well, my luck, fucking, uh, there would have been a bomb in the fucking stadium. What about Barcelona would have come back win yesterday, huh? Did they come back and win? Oh, that one out of the race. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is Messi playing or is he hurt? No, Messi's hurt. What about Arsenal? Arsenal's all in two. I think Arsenal lost again yesterday. Arsenal's all in two if they lost. They were losing to Olympiacos yesterday. <laughs> That's insane. Olympiacos. <laughs> what about that insane? More insane is the first game they lost to the team that Bayern just smashed. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal's gonna get relegated this year. No, I mean, Where the fuck are they going? I don't know how they're doing in the Premier League, but no, I'm just saying, like, it, it seems like they're they're shit in the bed. Yeah, but you, Barcelona pulled that one out of their ass yesterday. They really. Well, Who's Roma? What about Roma? Roma lost to Bate Borisov. You fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? How do you draw Barcelona last week and then lose to Bate Borisov this week? Are you kidding me? That's wild. That's what happens to teams like Roma, bro. You know? Yeah. And now you got to play Bayern Liverpool in your next game. Bayern Liverpool is going to be pissed because they're already, they're already pissed that they blew a one nothing lead yesterday to to to, to Barcelona and, and got, got beat by the game winner late by Suarez's goal. They're going to be pissed. They're going to come up there pissed off and, and probably smash Roma too, you know? Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. You know, speaking of speaking of you traveling and everything and you not being here, you're lucky you're not here. You know, You know what's been going on, right? The hurricane, I know, Joe. No, forget about the fucking hurricane. The hurricane didn't happen yet. What, what, what? The president and the pope were here at the same fucking time. So you ready for this? Why were they together? What's Obama doing over there? Obama's here for the to be at the UN. Him and and Putin had a meeting where they got nothing accomplished. They had a fake handshake where they didn't even smile. And it made ten times more traffic than ever. For no fucking reason. 
It right. took me fucking 45 minutes to get to the studio today. Now, what about the Pope? Do you know that... Yeah, I want to talk about this before, but... You know the Pope was here and 7.8 million people were lined up to meet the Pope? Did he meet every single one of them? No, of course not. That's the point. Mm-hmm. You fucking moron. Oh, he touched my child's forehead. What the fuck do you really think that does? Honestly. I'll be honest, I don't think he does anything. Right. But. You think he blessed your child and then you went jumped on the subway home and you got robbed? And again, you're like, oh, no way! He just the Pope just touched my son's head. Yeah, and I just touched your wallet. You fucking idiot! Tell the Pope I said what's up. Give me everything you got. You know what I mean? These people are sitting there for fucking hours waiting to meet the Pope. Yeah, yeah. What is it doing for you? Yeah. You just make traffic in the city. How much traffic are you in? It's ridiculous every day. Every day for the well, I got lucky because last week when the Pope and the President were in town together, we mm. were in Milan. That's ludicrous because Obama should know better. He'd be like, all right, the Pope already scheduled his trip first. Let me wait till he leaves. What the fuck do we, what do they need to be here for? Well, the Pope already had that scheduled. Obama should have said, all right, you know what? The Pope is in town this week. Let me come next week. And so, you know, I'll make less traffic. But he's obviously not thinking about stuff like that because the traffic has to stop when he's around, you know? But a little bit of consideration, maybe, you know? He's a little bit out of line himself on this one, I think. Absolutely. A little bit out of line himself. Can't they put the UN somewhere else? It should be in Washington. Yeah, no. I'm right. munching on. What, what do you think I'm munching on right now? I don't know. Nuts, Pistachios? <laughs> no, almonds. Almonds. You love nuts, man. <laughs> you love nuts in your mouth. <laughs> Fucking guy. Mm. Anyway. All right. You're going to go work out a little bit? Do something yeah. with yourself, would you? Yeah. Another workout. I really, I got. I need to get back to the studio, bro. We gotta have like a real legit show for the studio. Yeah, the fans want it. I hear about yeah. it on Twitter. Love, we, we love our fans. Thanks for our listeners for supporting. And thanks, thanks, Brian, for being here. We appreciate all your input. Yeah, he's yeah. really, really a voice. I contributed a lot. <laughs> You're like, uh, he's like Fred Norris from Howard Stern. Yeah, he was a man of many words himself, huh? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what happened to Seth Perry, though, honestly? Oh, we're going to fuck Seth up next week, man. Where is he? Oh, he, he'll, he'll be gone in a couple weeks. He's, uh, he's having a baby any minute. All right. That's what it is. All right. The All little right, so bambino's coming. All right. So All right. Seth and his, and his uh, possibly newborn baby he might be having as we speak. Mazel. Episode 22, we're done. We're Welcome done. To the world. We'll see you next week. Hopefully, I can get to the studio where we can get live. And more crazy than we usually do. Boom. I was, in the, I was stuck in the lobby of the hotel today for a little while, so we had to keep toning down. Folks, we love you. Broken to the World, episode 23 is next week. Don't miss us. Go play with your cock and balls. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs>